Welcome to the Why Honors Community Podcast. Today I'm here with Artem Nikolkov, and we are coming at you with a special coronavirus episode. And you may remember Artem from a previous podcast episode, in fact, episode number 31, uh, where we talked about uh, digital media and communication technologies enabling our sustainability efforts around the world. Uh, So just to remind you, Artem is one of the global advisory board members of the Why on Earth community and is also the founder and CEO of Earth Coast Productions, which does media and video uh, production work for all kinds of companies and organizations doing great things in terms of sustainability, social enterprise, etc. We'll talk more about that, but uh, we're, we're here out in the woods outside of Boulder and this is the first uh, the beginning of the first week of voluntary lockdown in the United States because of coronavirus and we thought we'd share a bunch of things uh, with you in terms of what we're up to and how how we're navigating these uh, uncharted waters and uh, so Artem I'm really grateful we could get together and and share this time and uh, hopefully share a few insights with folks. Yeah, it's an honor to be here, and um, thanks for inviting me back on the podcast. And it's always good to be uh, in front of the camera. I'm a lot of times editing the other episodes and kind of behind the camera on a lot of these things. So it's always good to be um, in front of the camera and getting a chance to speak. And we're obviously living through uh, uncertain times with uh, this COVID-19, the novel virus, novel coronavirus, and uh, it's... uh, novel in its uh, you know chemical makeup and its uh, structure it's unknown to the medical community the biological community and um, I, I think it's interesting that you know novelty and uncertainty are so closely really related but one could be coming from a place of curiosity and um, just a place of trying to understand something new um, and the other more from a place of anxiety and anxiousness and um, just like uncertainty and uh, instability. And so you kind of have these two uh, paths that diverge there. Um, so I, I find that in- interesting to, to consider. Um, and in, in thinking about that, how we react to it is so important. Uh, taking the time to take stock in our own being uh, of where we're at and what we're doing, how we're reacting, how we're supporting our friends and family and loved ones through this time. And um, it's just so critical to remember uh, that why we're here and how we're uh, connecting with one another, even if we are in the time of social distancing. Um, And, you know, video, especially live video, certainly a wonderful way to continue our um, somewhat normal day-to-day operations. So uh, I, I think for, for people right now, it's important to just really pause and be grounded and, you know, take a breath first and foremost. Um, and yeah, really feel into your own being in where you sit, where you spend the night, um, the people that you are 
uh, indirect contact with if you're living with someone or if you're um, by yourself, but just really taking stock of all of those things, um, knowing that that's your kind of current bubble and um, supporting that so that you can then support others uh, who are outside of that circle at the moment. And there are some really wonderful ways that we can continue to stay engaged and continue to create art and continue to stay inspired and be inspired and to create from that space um, all of those perhaps unfinished projects that we've been dreaming in to uh, our lives this is a wonderful opportunity to to uh, work on that and also to reach out to people who are also um, stuck in their own little bubbles somewhere and we have fortunately the digital means to continue the conversation and to invite others to collaborate in our work um, and I just find that so wonderful. Um, I know you and I have been meeting as well and um, just discussing things that are going on in our personal lives as friends and how powerful that is um, and over this next week we might need to do that virtually as well. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it brings up so many opportunities I think and uh, I don't know if the microphones are picking them up well, but we can hear a lot of uh, birds singing around us. And one of our uh, uh, hash hashtag ideas over the last couple days has been uh, uh, spring is not canceled. And truly, uh, although our human systems, our economic systems are uh, considerably disrupted at the moment, uh, the rest of the living biosphere on this planet is going through its ordinary seasonal cycles. And here in the Northern Hemisphere, where most of us humans live, uh, there is a uh, changing from winter to spring underway now. And I think that in all of this is some silver lining uh, to deepen our connection to that reality of uh, living here on planet Earth. And uh, we've got a lot of fun things to share with you. I'm, I'm super excited. We actually have, uh, Artem mentioned, uh, our creativity and uh, generative endeavors. We've got a few things in that area to share with you. And I uh, thought that it might be a, a nice way to frame all of this to borrow a concept that we first heard about from Dr. Jandell Allen Davis, who uh, actually was on uh, podcast episode number 30, if you want to check that out. And she was talking about VUCA, V-U-C-A, and VUCA Prime. And VUCA is when we're characterizing situations or systems as being marked by volatility, uncertainty, uh, complexity, and ambiguity. And obviously those uh, conditions, those attributes can cause heightened anxiety, uh, can certainly uh, trigger fear response mechanisms in our nervous system. And so there's, there's an antidote, there's, there's a flip side to that coin called VUCA prime, and that stands for vision, understanding, um, the C is, oh, I gotta look, uh, clarity, that's it, and agility. And so uh, Dr. Alan Davis uh, has a beautiful discussion about that in, in podcast episode number 30. And it, it, I think, gives us a wonderful, relatively simple framework 
to think about how we're cultivating those those latter four vision understanding clarity and agility in a way that enhances our own individual effectiveness of course our quality of life and also helps us to become uh, sources of strength stability and sensibility in our communities when we're going through these kinds of challenges together absolutely yeah and um understanding that we are not trying to uh push away or ignore the volatility and the uncertainty and the complexity and the ambiguity of the situation at hand because uh, everything around uh, COVID-19 and the current uh, economic impacts that that's having and the social uh, uh, repercussions that we're all feeling as part of this, that is all there. Uh, and so I think it, they really do go in hand. It's not, you know, VUCA or VUCA Prime. It, it's really both. And um, knowing that the the first VUCA of volatility and uncertainty is really the outer that we don't necessarily have control over, but the VUCA prime is something that we have complete inner control over. And how do we um, strength, strengthen ourselves mentally and physically, and certainly our immune system at this point, um, to be in the best place to react uh, with clarity um, to the ambiguous situ situation at hand. And um, I'm sure you can speak more on how, what at least one of the ways that people can take care of themselves and uh, by taking care of yourself, con continuing to take care of others yeah. in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, so we're gonna share a handful of um, ideas and recommendations and, and invitations with you all. Um, in, in many respects, we uh, here over the last few days, Artem, um, have had a handful of strategy meetings and have essentially pivoted, and, and this goes to that agility point, um, we've a pi pivoted a bit and have reprioritized some of our projects and campaigns uh, because of uh, COVID-19. So one of the things that we're really emphasizing is the importance of our own self-care in these times. Uh, we know that uh, keeping our stress levels low uh, corresponds and correlates to keeping our immune systems strong. And of course, being outside is one of the strategies that we have to keep our uh, stress levels low. And we have some others we'll share. One in particular is that with the Wele Waters uh, CBD hemp aromatherapy soaking salts, uh, basically if you're at home and uh, going to be at home for several days, what you can do is order some of the Wele Waters soaking salts and create a home spa experience for yourself. Not only do the salts themselves have de-stressing properties, of course the CBD hemp is, is an amazing plant medicine for us. Uh, with phytonutrients that contribute to health and well-being in a multiple of ways. And then the, the aromatherapy on top of that, the essential oils that we've selected in the five different blends, uh, basically further help with uh, antimicrobial uh, attributes and uh, additional stress relief attributes. There's even a, a lavender blend, for example, and uh, brought the, uh, the jars here just so we can show folks. Um, and so, yeah, here's lavender. Um, here's aphrodisia, right? If you're home with your honey, hey, take a bath together. Um, what a great opportunity to deepen into your intimacy together. Um, 
there's a eucalyptus, right? Kind of a, a nice standard standby. We know eucalyptus is helpful with lung ailments. Uh, so if you're feeling a little bit of uh, uh, symptomatic stuff going on with your lungs, eucalyptus can be helpful. Rosemary and pine is my most favorite. This one is absolutely uh, brings you brings you into the experience of forest. Uh, whether you're in a big city or out in, in a remote area, uh, this is such an exquisite uh, piece. And, and we know that rosemary and pine have special uh, healing attributes as well. And then there's the Moontime Blend, which is the uh, geranium and uh, neroli. And it's specially formulated for uh, women going through their uh, menstrual cycle. But it's, it's just a wonderful... Um, blend that any of us can use at any time and, and has uh, some really nice uh, relaxing and, and healing attributes there. So with Waylay Waters, we have a monthly uh, grip giving program and you can uh, make a donation at three levels, $33, $88, or $133 to the Why on Earth community, which is a nonprofit, and you'll receive monthly shipments of either one, three, or five of these jars. Each jar is enough for two baths, right? So that's two, six, or ten baths per month and those proceeds are helping all of our community mobilization climate action soil regeneration culture of kindness work and one of the things that we've accelerated is the launch of our cbd hemp infused salves and so we've got uh, soothe which is in the organic coconut oil base uh, we've got frost which is uh, a menthol uh, wintergreen uh, essential oil piece, kind of like a icy hot. And then we've got Sweet Heat, which is uh, the sensual uh, aphrodisiac uh, salve that you can use as a massage uh, oil with your honey. Um, and so we're going to accelerate as a result of all of this, getting these products available within the very near term, the next uh, week or so. And for the first uh, 10 folks who join our monthly giving program for the soaking salts, uh, we will uh, give you one of these tins for free, uh, whichever of the three uh, you want to try out. And we're happy to get that to you. And that is another way to help with our stress relief, aches and pains, all that kind of stuff. So, so that's one of the ways we've pivoted. And Waylay Waters is one of the social enterprise companies that Why on Earth is partnered with, and all the proceeds go to supporting the work of the Why on Earth community. So we're really excited about that kind of ecosystem, and we'll talk a little more about some of the others that uh, are coming down the pipeline uh, as well in our social enterprise work. But yeah, that, that home wellness and personal care is even more important in these times, right? And, and we have some, some wonderful offerings to share with folks. Yeah, in a major way, um, taking care of one's body and um, just feeling present, truly present for yourself so that you can be present for others um, is so vital. I know for me, taking um, a Whaley Waters bath soak is such a truly retreat at, at, you know, at the house. Uh, it's something that really is creating this that spy experience and when you set yourself up for for that you know for me it's you know getting a book out and candles and um setting up obviously a bathtub full of hot water it's such a wonderful experience and uh being able to ground into that that 
all of these other realms of human experience are still available. Like human experience isn't canceled and um, certainly spring isn't canceled either. And so um, that that's something that's really important right now. You know, take a bath, uh, soak, do yoga, um, do art, uh, connect with people that you can collaborate with, uh, work on those projects that you haven't um, you know, really picked up in a while or that you are working on and are really looking forward to completing. Um, it's a wonderful time for that. And as far as um, coming back to the hashtag of springs is, is not canceled, yeah. you know, planting uh, gardens and planting your own garden and growing your own food right now is the prime time to uh, be getting the seedlings going and working with biodynamics and getting some of the prep um, for the seedlings and placing it in, in the garden as well. Um, that's something that you can do and really lead the way and, and show to your neighbors as well who might be cooped up uh, in their apartments or homes that their life continues. Spring is not canceled. The birds are chirping and uh, we can be planting our own food, especially when you know, you go to the grocery store and there's not even enough ingredients to put a salad together. Uh, bananas are sold out, you know, all these things are just kind of off the shelves. And so it really causes you to pause and think, you know, how do we structure more resiliency into our community, into our everyday life? And how do we really create the, that this future of uh, community where we get to share uh, the abundance that is truly available to us on this planet. And um, it, it's, it's not a space limitation. I mean, you can grow a small herb garden and some tomatoes uh, and, and peppers on a windowsill in an apartment. Um, and I've actually recently seen a really cool video of how um, someone has created a complete aquaponics system inside of their uh, New York apartment. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is in a high-rise building. There's not a patch of soil anywhere, and they just have a full-functioning aquaponics system with an herb garden, and it's, it's just wonderful to see. And so it really um, just goes to show that it's not a limitation of you know space, but it's an application of our creativity and um, also an application, you know, of uh, the, the mother of creation is necessity um, mm -hmm. and that, or the, the mother, mother of invention rather, uh, but right. also follow through in a certain way, like right. getting those projects really activated is, this is the primary time uh, to be doing that. And it, again, leading the way and um, communicating with your friends and family about how you can do that and finding the support that you need. Not the least of which is the Wine Earth community. Um, there's a wonderful network of Wine Earth ambassadors who would be more than happy to offer suggestions and uh, offer guidance and uh, other tips and resources on how to grow your own food and how to really uh, implement these things. Whether you have a patch of dirt accessible to you in your condo uh, plex or uh, an apartment building or if you're fortunate enough to have a yard yeah it's uh there's there's so much um that you're hitting on artem that i, I i'm really excited about and 
uh, feel this uh, increasing surge of energy. It reminds me of, of that transition from winter to spring. Mm. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're working on um, and we'll have available pretty soon is uh, a new social enterprise called SoilWorks, where we're putting together a biodynamic uh, soil amendment uh, wrapped in almost like a bath bomb for your garden or your yard um, in a uh, magnesium sulfate sphere that you can stir into water. And it's this kind of fun fusion way of approaching biodynamics that gets those uh, probiotics into the soil, into the landscape. And uh, that's, that's one of the things we're accelerating now on our timeline in terms of our 2020 action plan. And uh, you can find the 2020 action plan on the whyonearth.org website in the community section. Uh, right toward the top there is the page called Action Plan. And, and you'll see a little mention of SoilWorks in there. What we're doing with SoilWorks is collaborating with a handful of biodynamic farms situated all around North America and making these very special organic compost land medicine applications available. And you can use these not only in your, in your yards and gardens, if you're so fortunate to have those, but also in your potted uh, houseplants uh, inside. And I want to be sure to mention that we did a podcast episode with Brigitte Mars, the preeminent herbalist and author on herbal medicine. That's podcast episode number 19. And in there, the main uh, theme and topic of the discussion was uh, herbal medicine uh, for our stress management practices. Um, of course, I recall her mentioning the three uh, key uh, herbs for health and well-being are uh, dandelion, uh, nettles, and hemp. And again, back to the Waylay Waters, right? We got that covered for you. Um, dandelion, it's springtime. Dandelion will be popping up here soon. And of course, the last thing we want to do is spray those with poison. Uh, we want to leave some of those flowers growing for the bees. It's some of the earliest uh, bee food in the springtime. And then we can also uh, eat some of those flowers and leaves and later on roots and incredible immune boosting properties that come from these dandelions. And of course, nettles are a very dynamic accumulator uh, uh, herbaceous species that have high levels of iron and all sorts of other vitamins and nutrients that boost, fortify our immune systems. So uh, definitely check out podcast episode 19 with Brigitte Mars because she, she gives so many wonderful uh, pointers and suggestions that we can uh, be practicing day in and, and day out. And, and yeah, I just want to really uh, sort of double down on this emphasis on the, the soil mm. and the planting. And we even brought a little uh, bowl of soil here. You know, when we get our hands uh, directly engaged with the uh, living soil, we're interacting with all of these beneficial microbes that boost our immune system. We, there's science uh, now showing the uh, relationship there. Uh, not to mention that interacting with those uh, soil uh, microorganisms is also going to boost our serotonin production, right? It's also going to help us feel a bit lighter and, and more joyful and less stressed. And, uh, you know, we talk about that quite a bit in our, our soil stewardship handbook in several of the podcast episodes where we're talking with farmers and, and gardeners and so on. But um, this opportunity we have right now with the approaching spring uh, to, to really double and triple down, quintuple down, on our uh, connecting with soil, uh, it's actually going to help boost boost our immune system and help our day-to-day our -day 
quality of life. Absolutely. Yeah, and being able to grow your own food, however um, much, it still augments um, the actual purchases that you have to make at the store. Um, so there, that, that helps you out economically that way. And also, you know, the quality of the food is so much better when you grow it and stay straight from the, the land. Um, and it also connects you with the soil. I mean, um, you know, if, if you don't have a soil practice in terms of uh, touching and grounding soil every day, uh, gardening creates that for you. It creates that space to have essentially uh, soil meditation mm -hmm. uh, as part of your life. And um, it, it's something that's so unique and we all need it. We all need it. I mean, we all need to walk barefoot on, on grass and mm. natural forest floors. Uh, obviously, as the weather warms up, that's going to be a lot easier to do. And uh, physically touching soil and working with the earth is something that reminds us of how connected we are to this planet and the things that truly matter and the things that are um, a constant. The changing of the seasons, even though there's all kinds of things that are shifting um, in that as part of um, global climate change, we can still rely on the seasons uh, being here, on the birds showing up in the spring and uh, singing beautiful bird song. <laughs> There's a cute guy flying around off, off camera there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, global markets will rise and they'll fall and all kinds of changes will happen and uh, political figures will be at the seat of power and another day they won't and um, you might agree with them, you might disagree with them. Um, but at the end of the day, the things that we can rely on are the natural processes of this planet, of this earth, and um, the nature that sustains us. The, the large question is how do we integrate that into our modern lives? Um, and how do we really live in both of those worlds? How do we uh, grow a garden and um, grow our own food and take care of really replenishing the soil and enriching the soil, not depleting it. Uh, meanwhile, being a technological, heavily technological species and being uh, able to track, you know, hashtag spring is not canceled yeah. uh, on our wonderful uh, smart devices here. So um, it really is a both um, approach and th there is a wonderful way that we can scale uh, our collaboration and the way that we communicate to our friends, our family, and to people that we have never met or would have no never met without some of these uh, digital technologies and platforms that are available to us. Um, and you know, we've been in. Uh, We've been using social media for a while now and all of these wonderful tools. And I just invite, invite everyone to, and encourage everyone to uh, participate in an encouraging way. Um, and that, that's the other reason to take care of yourself and have a practice of well-being, whether it's uh, you know physical practice or art and poetry or doing a soak in a bath. 
Uh, those are all wonderful practices. And the, part of the reason to do that is so that you can stay centered uh, when people do get into a comment war on, online or whatever. And you can be um, someone that offers a positive suggestion and offers uh, a way forward of here's what we can be doing. Um, and uh, uh, an example of that that it, uh, directly relates to uh, you know, current COVID-19 situation, I was listening to um, a podcast on Vox and they were sharing on uh, the, the latest situation in Italy and how the country is essentially a complete lockdown and they, uh, the entire population is not really allowed to leave their homes with the exception of going to the grocery store or the pharmacy and even then it's a regulated system so that there aren't too many people out on the streets or uh, at a grocery store at any one time. So it's a very challenging situation to be uh, living in and how there are communities with apartment buildings who are coming together and opening their windows into the courtyard and singing together. Yeah, amazing. Um, and it, it's an example of how we can really create beautiful, inspirational, uh, you know, encouraging ways for ourselves to keep moving forward um, because it doesn't really serve anyone to be in freak out mode. Um, so being able to be that one person that stands up and does something different, something that uh, is grounded and centered is such a powerful catalyst wherever you are, are at, whichever community you're a part of. Uh, and how wonderful it is to be um, that person uh, or someone that joins a group of people that are already doing wonderful things yeah. uh, and participate in that way. Yeah. Speaking of that, Artem, I want to be sure to um, mention the ambassador program just in case some of the audience might be interested in learning more about that or becoming a, an ambassador. Um, on the uh, In the community section of the whyonearth.org website, you'll see uh, a page called um, uh, Become an Ambassador. And the uh, process to get involved and to engage and get activated is really straightforward. Um, so want to just give a shout out to our ambassadors who are located throughout Colorado, throughout the United States, and even in uh, multiple countries around the world. Uh, the work that you're doing through your demonstrations, your uh, community gathering events, obviously not this week on the community gathering events, but um, all of that is the, the cumulative uh, uh, efforts and gestures that are helping to transform our culture. And uh, as you were talking, Artem, about the combination of the communication technology, the videos, the social media, and the connecting with soil and growing our own food. Uh, it reminded me of this essay called The Meta-Industrial Village that we spoke about in our podcast. I was realizing we recorded that about a year ago. Um, and, and The Meta-Industrial Village is an essay that was written by William Irwin Thompson when he was at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, in the 70s. And he was already anticipating a future that would be marked by very robust global communication technologies and that that would be complemented by a deliberate returning to sort of localizing 
connections with soil, uh, productions of food, so forth and so on, that create more uh, resilient and sustainable uh, supply chains and uh, systems for our basic needs. And so it just reminded me that that's a wonderful resource that I would encourage folks to track down. Um, email us through the website. I do have a PDF of the essay I'd be happy to share. Um, and uh, it's uh, Meta Industrial Village in a collection of essays called Darkness and Scattered Light by William Irwin Thompson. And, you know, one of the other real silver linings in this very incredible challenge that we're facing is it's, it's forcing us to slow down a bit. And one of the things, one of the opportunities we have when we're slowing down a bit is to read uh, more. And I am a huge fan of reading, not only for uh, it as a mechanism to learn new knowledge uh, and potentially even gain some wisdom, but I think it also does something in our mind and in our nervous system that helps us calm down and relax a bit. And I know you uh, are holding a book here, Artem, and I thought, you know, maybe it's an opportunity to share this one with our audience, and I can share one that I uh, just started a week or two ago. Sure. Um, well, this is uh, a book that Aaron has turned me on to, uh, so thank you, Aaron, for that. Yeah. Uh, I just started reading. It's called The Future of Money by Bernard Letier, and it is a really wonderful uh, book on the four converging forces right now in our world. And what's interesting about reading this book is that um, it was written in mid-1990s and uh, 2000 was something that was around the corner and 2020 was something that was in a distant future. And the way that the forces are really compounding between our technology, um, loss of biodiversity and climate change, um, the age wave, uh, that um, he ex expounds on on the book, in the book, and uh, the, these forces really shaping our society in a completely different way, and being aware of uh, them in in the way that they are active and being able to shape um, our future in relationship with money is such a powerful way to think and to. You're also encouraged to create local currencies, um, ways of bartering with each other and ways of uh, exchanging value that is outside of um, the modern economic system, which is very fragile as um, this current situation highlights it yet again. So the more that we can be committed to building resiliency in our communities, in um, the lives that we lead and the way that we exchange uh, value, um, the better off we are and the more sustainable and more resilient of a world we're building for ourselves and uh, future generations. So it's, um, it's a powerful book and what a wonderful opportunity to, <laughs> to, to read such uh, tomes in, in this time. Yeah, this, this book is one of my, my favorites. It really is on my short list. And uh, The Future of Money um, talks about four potential scenarios for the future, uh, a, a couple of which are really beautiful and a couple of which are really scary. And uh, Bernard uh, passed a year ago uh, and was a friend of mine for many years. And we 
several times had uh, dinner and coffee, and he always loved chocolate. We would sit and have coffee and chocolate together talking about economics and money and sustainability. And uh, this book, I, I highly recommend it. And the way he put it together uh, is wonderful. It has lots of one or two page vignettes and lots of little sidebar um, uh, asides that, that really help uh, with the assimilation of the information that he's presenting. And he was uh, one of the uh, economic technocrats who helped create the convergence mechanism when the various European nations were turning their national currencies into the euro. So he has a very deep uh, technical understanding of money, the functions of money, and it's, it's just a wonderful read. So I do um, uh, recommend it to, to folks who are interested in that. And, and as we're getting into things like cryptocurrency over time and how that might relate to sustainability efforts, I think that Bernard probably has uh, more wisdom and guidance to share than uh, just about anybody, honestly, on that topic. Um, and so for any of you who might be interested in things like cryptocurrency, I would say this is a must read, actually, um, must read. And uh, so I'm also reading uh, a, a novel by, uh, by Goethe, one of my absolute favorite authors and thinkers. He was, has been referred to as the Shakespeare of Germany. And um, it's called Elective Affinities in, uh, in English, in translation. And um, he's also a poet and a scientist and was engaged in things like herbal medicine and working with light and sound and frequency. If any of you are familiar with the practices in the quadrivium, uh, Goethe was way into that kind of stuff. Uh, in addition to writing one of the classics, Faust, that many of us uh, would be familiar with in the whole Faustian bargain, right? When we're playing with technology and so forth. Um, the the cautionary tone of some of his wisdom is, is really... Uh, really imperative, I think, in these times as well. And uh, I, I just thought um, Artem uh, helped help me uh, get comfortable with the idea of maybe reading a, a poem or two just to share um, a little creativity that's happening here. And so my son, Hunter, um, who, by the way, did an amazing uh, video for climate change for his senior high school class as part of a, a C-SPAN competition he participated in. And we ended up sharing that uh, through podcast episode number 67. So that's my boy, Hunter Chestnut Perry. And uh, he and I are collaborating, putting together a book that is uh, poetry I've written over the last oh, uh, 25 plus years with a bunch of his uh, artwork. And um, uh, I'm super excited about all this coming together. We will be sharing it publicly uh, in, in the next month or two. So keep an eye out. And I, I just thought I'd share a couple of the really short pieces as a way to I don't know, share a little poetry. I know not everyone loves poetry, but uh, this one is half of a haiku. And the invitation is to imagine the other half on your own as you're connecting with nature. And it's apropos we're out here in the woods right now because it goes like this. Mist droplet dangling from green leaf. So I just invite you to picture that mist droplet dangling from green leaf. Whatever comes next is up to you. And uh, I, I, I wrote that one, if you can believe it, 
the year my daughter Osho was born, 1997. Um, so that goes back a little ways. And around, around that same time, I wrote one that's also quite short, um, not not as short as a haiku, but it's called We Soon Recrudesce. And uh, this morning I was like, gosh, I, I better look that word up and just make sure I know exactly what it means. And it turns out, I, I remember it meaning um, sort of becoming alive or active again, but it also means to break out and is used in the context of uh, viruses uh, sometimes. So that's kind of interesting. But um, it doesn't necessarily mean a viral outbreak. It can have a very positive connotation as well. And so this one goes, uh, we soon recrudesce. L'homme nouveau. Humanity, springtime sproutings from dark, musty mold, burnt all winter by frigidity and harsh rains. Gray fogs lift, float elsewhere, slowly, as we blink, no squint, in rediscovered brilliance. So that piece again came to me about 20 years ago and was really uh, feeling this sense that our modern human story and experience on the planet in our lifetime is, is really inviting us to create and to live into something new and something different uh, and dare I say something better and we have this opportunity together and it's very much that impulse that is behind all the work we're doing with the Y and Earth community and uh, just want to you know take this opportunity to further invite each and every one of you to hmm. engage even more with what we're up to and um, you, if you want you can find the uh, the global map of our ambassadors and uh, projects and resources we're connected to all around the world uh, that's also at whyonearth.org um, under the resources section you'll see a, a link to global map um, you'll also see the location of uh, most of our podcast guests. The last couple I need to update, I'll admit that, on camera. Um, but virtually all of them are, are there, so you can see where people are located, uh, including, for example, our friend Safi Koskos in Saudi Arabia. Um, and so join us in this work and uh, take advantage of uh, the uh, products we have with Waylay Waters, um, if you go to the whyonearth.org website under the community section, you'll see there's a page for the Waylay Waters monthly program. You can also go to waylaywaters.com uh, to download your own uh, free soaking ceremony guide, right? As you were talking about candles and, and kind of your setup, that made me think of that. Um, and and so what, what an amazing time. What a tremendously challenging time and in all of this I think there really is a whole lot of silver lining that we can connect with and that we can perceive with our with our vision back to the VUCA and that we can deliberately cultivate in our in our day-to-day -day. you know this this coming week in particular is a, is a real opportunity I think Artem for for all of us yeah yeah I love um that line in the poem you just read of springtime sprouting it's uh, just such a vivid image of what that really looks like and as i visualize what you know sprouting means it's it, it first starts with deep rootedness and so it's there's the seed and then as it really 
grows out and has those shoots that first go into the ground and then there's a shoot going up um, that we apply ourselves in that same way and what, what's truly um, inspiring to me about going through this time period is is that we get to do that with other people um, you know we might be socially distanced physically um, but we can come together virtually and we can help each other to grow those roots so that our communal shoot and the sprout that rises up above the ground can be strong and vibrant and produce fruit and that that fruit really is uh about a sustainable future and it's about um continuing the dialogue continuing the conversation of how um do we continue to build and encourage our cities to have communal gardens um how do we petition our hoas to have uh food and not lawns uh and how do we uh continue to uh, continue to pass legislation to uh, ban some of the harmful pesticides that are um, out there in our home department stores that uh, and you know building supply stores that really have no business in being on the shelves uh, because of how powerful of a poison they are they really compromise our immune systems among other things right right yeah, and that, that's, that's um, at the end of the day, um, it's not just about the birds and the bees, and obviously birds and the bees are so important, um, but as we consider our own health in this time period, it is directly about taking care of ourselves by placing some of these um, limitations on, on poisons and um, encouraging organic and above that biodynamic uh, growth and gardening and continuing the, the conversation with people who might not be aware of uh, the differences or just how impactful some of these um, different approaches can be. Um, it, it's something that really happens very slowly and that's, that's something to really pay attention to. The fact that our situation overall is much more dire on this planet than just the COVID-19 crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and part of the reason that we're so reactive to it is because it's so visceral for us. Uh, the changes between having three cases and thousands with thousands of deaths is a matter of a few weeks. We as humans do pretty well with that uh, timeline. We can see the effects of not taking action very directly and so we can't help but to take action um, and as we take action in combating COVID-19 and um, really creating a resilient society out of this um, and in encouraging you know health, healthy uh, outcomes f from from the situation let's not uh, forget let's really remember that there's a much larger crisis at hand that plays out a lot slower, uh, but is so much more detrimental to our complete future and survival on this planet as a species. 
and that the urgency is just as real, if not more real, than the virus itself. Yeah, and that's the climate and ecological crisis, right? Specifically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, Artem, that so many of us are going to deepen, to use your description of the roots, deepen our connection with earth, with wisdom, with knowledge, and and grow even more robustly together in community to tackle these big challenges that we're facing. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to take a lot of vision. It's going to take a lot of agility. Um, it's going to take a lot of understanding. It's going to take a lot of clarity. And uh, may we really do what we can to cultivate that as individuals, as friends, among family and community. It really is a, a big and beautiful opportunity for us. Yeah, it is. And I'm honored to be a part of this network and uh, to the listeners out there who are listening to this podcast, I encourage you to check out some of the resources that are available as part of the Why on Earth community, part of um, the Why on Earth Ambassador Network, um, and reach out to people directly in this network and, um, and, and to the people who are directly um, leading the way in, in the narrative around all of these issues. And not only the issues, but the implementation of what we want more of in, the, in, in our world. Um, and there's some really wonderful efforts underway. Um, so the more that we can be in communication with, with the people uh, in those areas and uh, create our, our own hubs uh, in our own communities uh, around these things, uh, this is the time to, to do that uh, and take the opportunity of a bit of a home retreat, if you will, if that's uh, what you're experiencing, uh, to think about whom to, you would like to reach out and how would you like to reach out to um, the people around you and um, how do you want to support others and how would you, li how would you like to be supported um, by, by these efforts. This is an open conversation, so reach out, you know, DM, PM, email, text, you know, live stream, live broadcast, uh, hashtag, like do all the things. Uh, and then once you're kind of <laughs> good on, on, on that digital communication front, dig in and, you know, get your hands dirty. I love it, Artem. And yeah, one of, one of the things we're uh, in the process of implementing is a page on the website that shows all of our uh, individual ambassadors and what, what they've accomplished thus far. And the invitation to ambassadors is to create a short video, one to two minute video, uh, sharing a, a little about each uh, individual and, and what they're up to in terms of projects and so forth. So if that's uh, something that speaks to you, that's a, a, just another uh, kind of echo of that invitation to engage in that way as well. And um, I'm, I'm struck as you were talking about the, uh, the opportunity for food gardens in neighborhoods with HOAs and so forth, that one of the things we've been uh, working on for a few months now is a, uh, a handbook, a resource for uh, neighborhoods and HOAs specifically around stewardship and sustainability. So and, excited for that one. You know, it's funny because over the last few days, I was just like, Ah, I'm going to use a cuss word. Ah, shit. 
like this is the worst time to bring something of like that out. And then I, I as we're thinking about it, and as we've been talking over these last couple of days, I'm realizing, wait a minute, this actually could be a very perfect time for something like that to come out because a big part of the right. the thread running through all of that is is increased resilience, health, and well-being at that scale. Right. And so it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this probably will be uh, in in some ways an even more timely uh, resource to be sharing with folks. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, you know, resilience and uh, <laughs> putting food on the table. Uh, you know, it it's, goes beyond any kind of political divides or any of those things. You know, it's taking care of ourselves and living in communities that take care of one another, that um, communicate with the neighbors that are um, next door and uh, in the larger community, making sure that the people are okay around us, that they're taken care of, and that we have resilient communities that grow food together. Um, and this is a wonderful time to engage HOAs and some of these other associations um, in that conversation um, because it's very real um, for, for folks. Yeah, it really is, Artem. I'm reminded of uh, uh, in Slovenia, most of the families in that beautiful little nation uh, have pretty sizable gardens. It's just part of the culture there, and it go, that, that goes back a few hundred years in the history. And uh, you would call these either really uh, large gardens or really small farms, basically. And, and so they've got a, a, an incredible uh, food uh, resilience and sustainability woven into the social fabric and into the physical uh, reality of, uh, of that uh, way of being. And there's still a very much uh, a very technical industrial economy, right? And um, so we really can, this is a both and in terms of what opportunities lie directly in front of us and, and what uh, doors are opening up to us as, as a culture, as a society in the midst of this crisis. And uh, I, I wanted to just take a quick opportunity to thank our sponsors in our ecosystem for making all this work possible. And uh, that includes uh, many individuals and ambassadors who have joined our monthly giving program. A huge thanks to each of you. And uh, you can join the monthly giving program um, uh, on the uh, donate button at the uh, top of the website, whyonearth.org. Uh, at any level, any level helps all of this work that we're doing. And uh, I wanna also give a special shout out to uh, the Lidge Family Foundation. Brad and Lindsay have been incredibly supportive of all of this work for several years now, uh, including during the time that the book itself, Why on Earth, was uh, being written and edited and, and completed for publishing. And just a reminder that Why on Earth is available as an ebook and as an audiobook. So that's another resource you may enjoy checking out. And there's a chapter called Grow where we talk about. Uh, growing some of your own food. We talk about getting some of your food from farmers you know in your region and then uh, getting other uh, food and beverage products from uh, fair trade and certified organic uh, purveyors that are bringing the teas and the coffees and the bananas and the avocados to us from different communities all around the world. 
And we're so excited to be collaborating with the Rodale Institute and that ecosystem of organizations, Patagonia, Dr. Bronner's, uh, Demeter, and others, who are launching the certified, uh, the, the regenerative organic certification later this year uh, as a way for all of us to rally around uh, the, the entire spectrum of social and environmental practices when it comes to our food production as well as our uh, clothing fiber production. And so that's just an exciting thing that's underway, it's happening, and we get to rally behind that in a big way. And uh, of course, want to give also a shout out to Purium, who is providing a whole bunch of organic uh, phytonutrient-based uh, supplements and uh, health and wellness products. And you can uh, click on the Purium link from the sponsor page or the podcast page on the Why on Earth website to uh, get your products. And some of the proceeds come back to support the Why on Earth community. And of course, uh, Earth Coast Productions, uh, Artem's company, doing all of this amazing uh, video live streaming um, technology and media work for a variety of companies and organizations. That's earthcoast.com. And uh, then Waylay Waters, as we've been uh, mentioning and discussing, please check Waylay Waters out at waylaywaters.com. And uh, I think that I want to I want to ask you, Artem, about how is this impacting your business, right? And, and what are we seeing? Because you, you do so much work with uh, conferences and events, and we know in that community that there are some very real impacts that people are already experiencing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in not only uh, how those impacts are showing up, but also you're, you're very, with, with a lot of agility, uh, pivoting and responding in really like interesting, creative and uh, strategic ways right now. And thought it might be a nice opportunity to ask you about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, and certainly uh, happy to be working with Wine Earth and supporting you and supporting all of the media needs there. Um, and yeah, this time is definitely challenging for um, everyone who's in some way uh, an event business or is uh, doing business with event businesses. Uh, and that includes, you know, conferences and musicians and concerts and venues. Um, you know, weddings are ha having to be put on hold, travel plans. Uh, everybody's very much impacted by all of this. And uh, tourism globally is uh, definitely taking a hit. Um, and even uh, restaurants, which you don't typically think of as an event business, but it is an event to go out, are being impacted in terms of uh, a drop in reservations and all of those things since people are staying at home. Um, and I certainly work with a number of nonprofits and for-profit businesses in various industries that um, had to cancel their events, had to cancel their conferences. Um, and some of this is very meaningful work, very impactful work. Um, there's a number of nonprofits whose uh, entire um, yearly budgets uh, or a very significant majority of their yearly budget is directly dependent on a particular event and uh, a live auction or a fundraiser that happens at that event. And those are having to be put on hold or canceled, um, which totally impacts the, the bottom line for, for that organization, nonprofit. Um, and so my biggest message to, to everyone who is thinking about canceling their event is don't cancel live stream, uh, live broadcast the event. Um, there are ways to structure it. Uh, you can do a uh, online live auction. 
you can hold uh, certainly multi-camera live broadcasting uh, conferences, uh, telesummits and teleconferences. And there are ways to uh, make those experiences completely interactive uh, with quizzes and forums and keep people's uh, engagement up and even have two-way communication with video uh, capabilities for both the presenters uh, and the participants. And so if you have any questions, definitely reach out. I'm happy to, to help, I'm happy to consult. I offer um, you know, free consultations for folks who are interested in, in uh, live streaming and live broadcasting. Um, and there, there's, incre there's an incredible opportunity to um, augment uh, some of the challenges that are coming about with um, the coronavirus and um, all of the cancellations uh, w with the online and online experiential uh, interactive way of doing video. So it's something that uh, I actually encourage all businesses to be considering uh, moving forward in addition to their uh, in-person por portion of the event uh, either way um, and then uh, you know unfortunately now the in-person part of the event can't really happen and so um, definitely aware of how much that means to uh, folks who depend on event uh, production and events to happen for people to get together for um, you know wonderful night out with music uh, and dancing, which, you know, it's certainly not the same dancing in your living room, uh, but you do get to enjoy uh, the wonderful music of your favorite musicians. I dance much more freely in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the, the impacts obviously are very um, immediate and uh, mm -hmm. are, are really, uh, really significant in certain sectors of the economy right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm aware and speaking to a few of my friends who are actually shutting down their uh, businesses mm -hmm. and having to let go of employees and so uh, we're certainly just beginning to feel the repercussions of this time period and so um, as we're going through this time together uh, just be aware of um, the, those impacts and you know reach out on that front as well of you know let's brainstorm together on what what's possible um, you know, none of us really hold the answer, uh, but I think as we come together and um, kind of openly discuss, like, here's here's what's what's happening, here's the impact, and w what is possible. How do we continue to engage? How do we continue to support each other with, um, you know, donations and um, other really important work that uh, our businesses are doing? Um, th there's wonderful ways that it can continue to happen even if it's uh, a big pivot from business as usual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's requiring adaptation, right? Adaptation. And uh, who was it? Some great thinker said something like adaptation is the mark of intelligence. Mm. Uh, I'll try to dig that up for, for the show <laughs> notes when we publish this. So, um, I, I've seen that one before. I've heard, heard that statement. And yeah. It's um, to, to be able to adapt to these environments is how we've survived thus far as a species. Uh, we all come of, from a line of, long line of people who have survived all kinds of cataclysms and disasters and uh, various plagues. And um, this is certainly in that larger scheme of things, a uh, bump in the road, of course, it doesn't feel that way now. 
uh, certainly doesn't feel that way for me. I've had a number of events uh, canceled and uh, just truly trying to help people um, continue to just stay engaged with their community. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's an interesting observation to, to make, which is simply by virtue of being alive right now as a human being uh, necessarily indicates that we come from people who have survived calamity and catastrophe in the past. And so, you know, we've been through, we've as a species been through a lot of different really challenging times and episodes and, and have thus far made it through. And uh, I think hopefully we can draw a little bit of strength from that knowing and uh, that, that DNA knowing lives in us. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, to hold that precious uh, each day as we're, as we're going forward right now. So I, I think I have only uh, one other item on my list that I wanted to share, Artem, for this uh, particular episode. And, and then I wanted to do just kind of a recap summary for everyone about the various things we hit on. Sure. Um, so I, I don't know if, uh, is there anything else that you want to uh, uh, mention as well that is maybe on the list here or that we had discussed over the last couple of days? Um. I think just continuing with creativity, um, just really the importance of asking yourself what you want to bring in the world and perhaps you already know that and just working on those projects. And uh, I know you've got something cooking that you might <laughs> want to say that's like a perfect segue to share on. You set that up. <laughs> oh, I guess you did. Yeah. So I, I'm sharing this, uh, I think, for two reasons, maybe three. One is that... Um, it, it really, I think, highlights the importance of storytelling uh, in all of the uh, work that we're doing to help uh, transform and to help heal. Uh, secondly, I think I want to share this because up till now, it's only been a very small number of friends and family who know about this particular project. And there's a certain power in uh, telling uh, more people that this thing is... Um, quite substantial at this point and will be sharing uh, shared with the world soon and so uh, I've been working on a novel and a screenplay for a little while now and by a little while I mean a couple years Um, and what I'm holding here is the first section out of three it's a three-act story which uh, just about a week ago I completed a a full edit run-through and the other two sections are quite far along there's a lot more to do but this is one of the things that I'll be working on in the coming weeks. Uh, hours and hours of work goes into book writing. It's, it's remarkable. I've managed organizations. I've done a lot of different uh, types of work over the years, graduate school, etc. Um, and writing books for me uh, is, is one of the most challenging things I've ever uh, endeavored to accomplish in terms of the discipline that's required because right like in business we respond to all kinds of external stimuli right customer needs show up market dynamic shift whatever it might be but when it's something like writing a book essentially there is nothing but this internally uh, generated uh, willful uh, desire to move the project forward and there are plenty of days, especially when editing something thick like this, and it takes hours, where you feel like you're making no progress at all. 
but it, it's that stick to itness, that determination, that grit that uh, comes into play in so many different aspects of our lives that is, is what uh, 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 determines whether you end up with something like a book or not. And I, I, I know a lot of us uh, have ideas for books, mm. and some of us write books, and that takes a, an extraordinary amount of uh, patience and willfulness. And I just, I guess I share this as a way to encourage you all if you have a poem, if you have a painting, a drawing, if you have uh, some crochet, some sewing, something that you want to do, do it, do it. Just, just sit down and, and start to do it. And what will flow from that choice to do it, I think, is incredibly magical, uh, incredibly vitalizing. And uh, often we get surprised in these utterly delightful ways uh, by the mystery of what unfolds when we're willing to engage with that creativity uh, in that way. So this is a story called Otto, coming soon, and um, stay tuned for that. And yeah, just to recap, um, health, well-being, take care of yourself, uh, soak yoga, herbal medicine, check out the podcast with Brigitte Mars, number 19. Um, check out the podcast Artem and I did a year ago, number 31, the podcast with Dr. Jandell Allen Davis, episode 30. Um, definitely want to mention uh, the podcast with Eric Lombardi, which was uh, episode 65, in which we talk about social enterprise. These are for-profit businesses uh, that are devoting at least half of their profits to social and environmental nonprofit uh, organizations and causes. And Wele Waters is an example of that. Soil Works, which we're in the process of launching, is an example of that. And we've got a couple others uh, that are in development right now uh, that you'll be hearing about uh, in the coming months. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget, if you want to join the Wele Waters monthly program through Why on Earth, um, you can go to whyonearth.org under the community section, scroll to the Wele page. And you'll see uh, that you can sign up at the $33, the $88, or the $133 level, your choice. Uh, and the first 10 folks to do that will get a uh, free uh, tin of the, the hemp CBD salve that we're in the process of launching. So uh, really excited to share that with you all. And uh, just remember, we're all in this together. And we have so much to be grateful for. Health, well-being, friendship. And I think, uh, Artem, when we first talked about doing this episode together a few weeks ago, we were thinking a lot about the neurobiochemistry and stress and co-regulation in relationships, especially in, when we have a professional relationship that is also a friendship, like you and I have. And I'm, I'm inclined to say, hey, let's, let's do another one of these episodes fairly soon and, and do a bit more of a dive on that as well, because I, I think it, there's so much in there that we can unpack and share and I know you have a lot of insights around that so um, I just you know I want to articulate that as a uh, as a gesture into the the future and what we'll be doing in the near term that sounds wonderful yeah there's so many um, capacities in our lives and uh, being supported by uh, people and like actively cultivating that community is how you make that work um, I'm glad you hit on uh, wonderful keyword that uh, I'm tracking right now as well, which is grit and like that that's what it takes through these creative um, projects to bring them to completion and even to start them. 
Um, and one of the key components uh, that are a part of grit are the, the people that are part of your life as well. And um, I just encourage everyone to cultivate that. It's something that takes work um, and it's, it's wonderful, wonderful work. Um, and again, we're fortunate enough to be living in a time when if you have an interest, you just go on meetup.com and you type in what you're interested in and then there's a local group you know, down the street from you that meets on that topic, you know, every week or once a month or whatever. And so, um, you know, for, for those of us who might be more on the introverted side, um, there's ways to engage via live video, or uh, perhaps it's uh, an opportunity to kind of work through through that one as well with grit. Um, but to, to show up and really um, engage with the people in our communities, um, you know, the more that we can be offline and meeting and having conversations in person, the more that we can be supportive of each other as friends, as, um, you know, business and coworkers and um, otherwise sojourners through, through life um, as whatever happens in, in our world uh, unfolds, uh, including the current situation. And uh, that's really the way to overcome it and um, to, to work on the wonderful creative works of art that um, keep us moving forward. Um, so I definitely look forward to more on Otto and being able to actually read and learn more about that story. So excited for that. <laughs> yeah, me too, Artem. I'm really excited about that. And yeah, just remember everybody, spring is not canceled. It's not canceled, folks. Hashtag. <laughs> uh, please use that hashtag. Go plant some tomatoes and peppers and potatoes. Yep. <laughs> and herbal medicine. Nettles. Nettles are Nettles easy are to awesome. propagate. So, uh, yeah, take care, everybody, and look forward to corresponding with you uh, very soon. And uh, spring is not canceled. And uh, thank you for joining us, and thank you for engaging and being a part of the Why on Earth community. The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code WHYONEARTH, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.